0: Hi, everyone. It is season two of the Let It Be podcast. I'm your host, Becky Sigenfus. Join my friends and me as we share conversations about little things, big things, all the things. This is your time. So whatever you have to do, let it go, let it wait, let it be. Friends, welcome to another episode of the Let It Be podcast. This is the final week of February, which I cannot believe that we are already two months in to 2021. And we are wrapping up a four-week series on, I guess we could say friendship. I know Andy was in there for a little Valentine's Day conversation, but he's my friend. So I wanted to introduce you to probably my longest standing friendship if I'm looking at my adult years. And one of the reasons I started this podcast almost a year ago was that we have the opportunity to hear a lot of voices that kind of make the circuit on podcasts. And there are so many women, so many men, so many stories in my own life that are just worth sharing. And I know you all as listeners have stories like that as well. And my goal was to use this platform to highlight everyday people with truly remarkable stories. So, I want to introduce you to one of my very best and dearest and heart loving friends, Andrea Williams. Thanks for coming on the Let It Be podcast. Hi, this is so fun. I love this. So fun. And uh, it's funny because you and I can just talk at length about nothing. And that has kind of been our whole friendship. We met, I'm going to give a little background then I want you to tell us kind of who you are today. But we met when Andy and I had moved to Florida to, for him to start seminary. We knew a pastor and his wife (laughs) at one church. That was the extent of the number of people that we knew in St. Pete, Florida. And they introduced us to you. And it was like, instant connection. And I think from that point on now, granted this was back in the day where we like went to Sunday school and then Sunday morning church, (laughs) three times at least. And then Sunday night church and then Wednesday night church. But we did all of it with, with you and your husband, Wes. And had weekly dates after Sunday night church, or sometimes we would skip. <laughs> <laughs> and we would watch, do you remember this? We would watch the X-Files yep. and get stuffed crust pizza and break and bake cookies. Yep. And that was our Sunday night. I know. And then since then, we've done just, we truly have done life together, but the majority of our friendship has been from afar yeah. because we only were alongside each other for
1: two years. Right. It's I crazy. know. We've lived longer apart oh, than together.
0: Yes, we will be neighbors in heaven. That's I'm quite right. certain. For sure. Um, so tell us just a little bit about who you are because you wear a ton of hats.
1: Sure. Yeah. So um, I'm a wife and a homeschool mom. Have been, uh, didn't know that we would continue that journey for as long as we have, but we have four kids ranging from 17 to 10. So yeah. two girls, two boys, even. Um, My husband Wes um is in the financial world, and I'm a stay-at-home mom, so I wear the hat of mom, of teacher, Uber, Uber. (laughs) That's right, totally. (laughs) Which we're working on. Those kids driving (laughs) a little behind in that category, um. But and I love our local church. Um, we're we've always served and loved serving, um, in ministry, and um, so we do that and it's great. I have a small business. Yes. That that's okay. new We're going to touch on that. Yes. So that's fun. But honestly, I, I'm living my dream and the fact I love being a stay at home mom. I've always just wanted to be a mom. Mm-hmm. And, um, granted it's obviously the gamut of emotions of, of fun and hard and beautiful mm-hmm. and sweet, but that's life. So, um, yeah.
0: I love that you just mentioned that you, you and Wes have already have always been very faithful in serving in the local church. And that honestly is how our friendship really blossomed because
1: you were serving in like the college, what did, what was it called? College young adults. Well, it was when they, we incorporated college and singles. So we had like the range of 18 to like, to maybe even 30. Yeah. (laughs) Or, which was, I mean, and we were
0: only 22 and three maybe around that time. Right. 24, maybe. I don't know, but we were, we were young as well, leading that group, but yep. because you guys were already there, we kind of came alongside you and had so much fun. We did. When old pictures pop up or old videos get sent to us, like I was like, man, we were dumb. I
1: know We, we were, were like baby. really
0: <laughs> dumb, cheesy leaders. <laughs> I'm so glad that there are different people speaking into that generation. now. <laughs> But it was so fun. And that, and I have loved seeing that. I know you for sure see it at your church because it, you're at Passion City and it's such a service-oriented DNA of a church. And even at ours, um, which is much smaller, I love to see the people like us who were in that season before they had kids where they had a lot of free time serving together. And I see it. I see these beautiful, tender friendships that have really been birthed out mm-hmm. of attending the same church and serving in the same ministry. And it's, it's so beautiful. Yeah. God uses that in that way.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think a key to a good marriage really starts serving with your spouse in yeah. one capacity mm-hmm. or another. And I think that's what we've always done. And whether it was college ministry or just other adult things, even Awana back in the Awana yeah. days. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's been just pivotal in our lives where we love serving with like yeah. the local church we have gone through a lot
0: of seasons together. I feel like each week that I've talked on friendship, I've used that word a lot because like, like any relationship friendships go through those same ebb and flow that, you know, a a marriage would or your relationship with your kids or whatever. And I'm probably going to just dive deep pretty quickly. What would you say if you could put your finger on it, what would you say would be kind of the key to a lasting friendship. And and even thinking of ours in the fact that, like I already mentioned, we were hardly doing life together considering we've been friends now for 21, 22 years. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. I was thinking through that and there were three words that kind of came to mind when I thought about what makes a good lasting friendship. Because we have so, so many levels of friendships like you talked about, mm-hmm. um, even with Amber, you know, yeah. the different rooms of our house. Yeah. But, um, I think there are three things. I think it takes communication, Mm -hmm. um, intentionality and grace. Mm. And I think those things, because that's what our friendship has really had in it. Yeah. We've always kept in contact and granted it might not be daily, but there might be spans of weeks that go by, but we have intention when we do Mm -hmm. communicate. Um, I think it takes a lot of intention because life is busy. Yeah. We know that. And then I think it takes grace and understanding the season that each other is in. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I can give more in our friendship and sometimes I just can't, whether it's a season of trial that we're walking through or starting something new, like y'all starting a church. Yeah. Um, so I think it takes those three things. Yeah,
0: I totally agree. And we were fortunate enough, just geographically, you're from Michigan. Yep. And so when you lived in Florida, because you guys are now in Atlanta, but when you lived in Florida and would make those treks back to Michigan, we were a perfect stopping point. Oh yeah. And and then vice versa, when we would go down to Florida, we would. and then you guys had moved to Atlanta, on our drives down to Florida, we'd stop in Atlanta and stay with you all. So yes. it was, it. even that I felt like made it, so of the much Lord. Easy. Yeah, of the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Made it so much easier to really kind of put us on the same path that we would cross each other. Totally. As we as we kind of journeyed to our little totally. destinations. But you I mean honestly, Andrea, you've gone through some harder things than I have at this point in life and I've been honored to walk alongside you in a lot of those and and have wished that I could have been there you know, physically sitting next to you when you've gotten some of the news and um, some of the things like that. But why don't you just kind of give an overview of, I mean, the early years, and then kind of what you've gone through with your parents. And I'll just kind of chime in as we tell the story.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's fun. It's kind of fun to think about your life and think about the places, um, the struggles that you've had. And, and sometimes those struggles, are always there in different levels, yeah. and I think of growing up as a kid. I think I I was I struggled with fear, and mm. I think that even in my adult life, there are things that uh, that I might still struggle with with anxiety and stuff. But through those different seasons, um, there are so many like awesome verses that God has had, and whether that was when I was a little kid, thinking of my mom would. Would Before I'd go to bed, she'd we would talk about verses and it would be, when you lie down, you shall not be afraid, but when you yeah. lie down, your sleep shall be sweet. So that's a small picture of kind of how the personalities we have carry into different seasons and different fears. But um, fast forward to college, I remember walking through a season of fear and anxiety that kind of just hit out of nowhere. And um, it was before we, we met, a couple years mm-hmm. before we met. And again, seeing the promises of God just mm-hmm. be pivotal in walking through those. And I remember carrying literally, I don't know if you've ever seen them They're those little, um, black books that say God's promises for your every need. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I know those. And I would carry that thing around in college because I was, it was such a season of fear that kind of just came from nowhere. Really a trial that I walked through, um, But I would carry that book around and my friend would know when I was struggling because I'd pull it out and I would just start reading. And not that it was the magic bullet, but it was just a frame of reference for my mind to focus on truth and carrying that through. And I know that God used those seasons to prepare me for what was ahead, Mm -hmm. Um, specifically fast forwarding then to getting married and wanting to have kids. And I actually was thinking about this the other day. I think you and Andy maybe stayed the night before you left. Yes, I was thinking about
0: this too. When we were ready to... So we lived in Florida exactly two years. We moved down there, I think in July of 2000. And then we moved back to Cincinnati in August of 2002. And we stayed the night with you all on our way out of town because we had... We we were done. We had moved out of our apartment, turned in the keys, all the things... And yes, pick up from there.
1: I remember you driving away and I was pregnant. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, the next time I see here, I'm going to have a baby.
0: Yeah. Because you had told us that night. Yes. Yeah.
1: And so I'm getting a little teary already. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it would happen. And so uh, what happened was I did miscarry with that pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And then another miscarriage, literally like a month or two later, Mm -hmm. um, so that was a, a season that I just learned to cling to God in a different way than I had before and reading through, um, you know, Hannah's prayer yeah. when she, uh, you know, is given Samuel and yeah. thinking through how she says, there's no rock like our God mm-hmm. and just kind of learning from the scripture and people that have walked through wanting a baby, which is why we named our first daughter, Hannah, Hannah. Yeah. um, and so those were just times that are pivotal, I think, in my growth with the Lord. And then I had a third miscarriage between numbers um two and three of our right. of our current kids. And so that one kind of just came out of nowhere. I yeah. mean, I was so sick with that pregnancy. I was I made it to twelve weeks, which mm-hmm. is, you know, the milestone the, yeah, you think. And we marker. were literally there for our ultrasound and you know, the hand of God was in that. I literally had one of my good friends in the same office because mm. she was expecting mm-hmm. that we didn't even know that we had the same appointment that day. Mm. And so she was there. And, um, that was, that was hard because I was not expecting that. I was like literally throwing up like, yeah, right. That so, time. Yeah. But it was just, and I, and that time I just thought about the scripture of Job where Job lost everything. And mm. it says that, He fell down and he worshiped. And he said, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. And so, I don't know, the scripture for me, I just, there's been so many times in life where certain verses have just popped out and God has been gracious through that. So,
0: and you've had, you grew up with that foundation and we were both, it is such a gift for, for anyone. I know that teenagers can feel like growing up in a Christian home can sometimes feel like, um, shackles (laughs) I don't want to make it too extreme but can feel like I can't do what I want to do or what my friends are doing because my parents won't let me because of x y and z um but as adults now we can look back on that and see Mm. how foundational
1: absolutely
0: that the way our parents raised us and that they taught us about the things of Jesus and took us to church. And we learned all those verses so that mm-hmm. when times, when times of trials come, we have those promises to cling to that have already been given to us. Absolutely, And we've been, I've loved that, God has allowed our kids to, I mean, our kids are all the same age, pretty much. You just have one more than we do. Yeah. And that has been real sweet to see Elle and Hannah and their friendship just blossom. And they pick, Mm -hmm. pick up right where they left off. And then drew and well, I know that our drew and your drew and Hudson are all, all buddies and Kate's kind of in the mix amongst the boys Yeah, and then sweet Ava.
1: Yeah.
0: But, um, When was it then? Because I remember getting the phone call from you that your mom had gotten some news that was yet another trial. Yeah. So what time frame was that?
1: Yeah. So that was in, it was in 2003. So we have such a family history of cancer, as Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. My mom has four sisters and all but one have had breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And so My mom has always been young, vibrant, healthy, active. So um, in 2003, I was pregnant with Hannah, going to have her in December. And my mom got the news that she had breast cancer. And it kind of just really threw us all for a loop because she wasn't feeling sick. There was Mm -hmm. no, you know, nothing really. It was just, I believe that it just showed up on a mammogram, a a, a regular Mm -hmm. mammogram. And so she was going to have surgery And I knew she wasn't going to be able to be there for Hannah's birth, which was really hard and really sad. Um, but in that season, God was so gracious and that was 17 years ago and she has been cancer free since then. That is amazing. I can't
0: believe it's been 17 years. I know. That's unbelievable how time just flies by.
1: Yeah. I literally, a a picture popped up from February when she got to hold Hannah for the first time because it took her a couple of months to recover from that. But that was, that was something, um. And then just watching her her walk through that, her sisters walk through cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost an aunt to breast cancer. One of her sisters, who was the youngest, passed yeah. away of that. So uh, fast forward, then um, a couple years later, or well, many years later, in two thousand sixteen, um, my dad unexpectedly, my mom was away at church on a Wednesday night, mm-hmm. and he passed out. Yeah, and he was alone. And so they took him to the hospital. He was, he had come in, he was working in the garage, literally like in an electrical box. So the hand of God was on him yeah. then because he literally could have gotten electrocuted. So many things could have happened when he fell, but he had had a seizure and we mm-hmm. didn't know that's what it was. We mm-hmm. just thought maybe he passed out cause he had diabetes. So we thought, well, probably it's just his blood sugar. Mm-hmm. So they, he went to the hospital and, um, ended up finding out they did MRIs that he had a a tumor on his brain. And that just all threw us for a loop because now his brother had actually passed away of tumors on his brain, but it wasn't cancer. Mm -hmm. So, um, I remember just kind of being like, so taken back. I never thought that my dad would get cancer. Mm -hmm. And so, um, within two days, he had stayed in the hospital within two days. They, they, they knew it was a tumor. They didn't know what it was and they knew they had to do surgery. So within two days, I was in Michigan with my brother waiting for that, um, that news. And so that, that was a long season. He, what he had was called a glioblastoma, which is just, there's no cure for those. And your lifespan is generally a year less, not much more than a year. And so we were gracious that we got 11 months with him. And God was so tender to us through that time. There are so many details that I was thinking of this the other day. I almost feel like I know when a hard season's coming because my radar for the Lord just like perks up, and I see him in so many details. Mm. And walking through trials like that, in so many ways is so special because you see the hand of God over so many situations and circumstances that would come up and just how he would provide and um, what he would do for my parents through those days. But um, there were surgeries and so many visits to Michigan. <laughs> so I know. many. I remember. I think I was there like three months yeah. out of those 11 months. Mm-hmm. Like I added up all the time and it was certainly just threw us for a loop. It was exhausting Towards the end, um, it got where he couldn't walk. And so we would literally have to care for him um, in all the ways. And and my husband, Wes, I just am so thankful for him. He was a rock star. Helped my dad in ways that most men wouldn't help mm-hmm. their father-in-law. Mm-hmm. And I am so thankful for that. Um, it was such a gift to me to know that he loved my dad like mm-hmm. his own. And so those were tender days. And I'm just so grateful um, that God allowed us to walk through that. And my dad had great confidence. He was a man of prayer. Yes. He prayed for you guys. I know. He had such a heart for pastors. Mm-hmm. He was a Sunday school teacher. He would preach when my our pastor um, would go away. And so he was a man of God that got saved um, young. I mean, young in our life. I think I was a baby. I think I was six months old when he accepted the Lord. But it's cool to see how God used him. Um, his prayers for mm-hmm. our grand, my kids, his yes. grandkids, praying specific things for them. It just, it's such an encouragement to know that the prayers that he prayed weren't just for that day; that they kind yeah. of really echo into the future, and are over me and my kids. And I just am so grateful. I remember
0: seeing videos of him in his hospital bed mm-hmm. praying over the people who yes. were in the room, and it yes. was just so emotional just to I mean just to watch from the other side of a screen and you would go in we haven't mentioned that you're a phenomenal pianist (laughs) and you would go in and play songs for him I remember and and it's so great that you have all of that recorded on a video to just to remember and tell me a little bit about because you just mentioned that your radar ticks up yeah. When you sense that there might be a struggle coming. Yeah. What, help, help those listening to, what what does that mean? What yeah. would that look like?
1: Yeah, I know that it is funny. Um, so the summer before he got diagnosed, we were actually um, spending some time with them in their cabin. They had a cabin up north, if you are in Michigan up north is where you go. It's yeah. just called up north. <laughs> right. It doesn't have a general city. It's just up north. <laughs> but, and I remember our time then, and and it, it just seemed so special. And I, I just remember feeling like God was saying, this is special. Enjoy it. And knowing that they would eventually sell that property. So mm-hmm. back then I thought, well, that was just special because this might be the last time we're here, Right. but just savoring that and, and not even understanding the full impact or, um, I think it's just those gentle whispers of the Lord to, to remind us that savor this moment. You don't know if it's going to happen again. And so that's a little bit of what it looked like. Yeah. I remember,
0: and this is just again, where I just feel like God has just shown favor on our friendship that when, when you knew the time was getting close, that your dad was going to be ending his time on earth and getting ready to meet Jesus. Um, I had actually had a work meeting that was so close yes. to Detroit, Michigan. Yes. And I knew that no matter what, I was going to be heading to mm-hmm. Detroit. And I had told Wes, I had not told you that I was going to be coming. And even just little details like that oh, to see totally. that God allowed me to already be up there for a completely separate purpose, to be able yes. to be with you at the visitation and yes. um, see your mom. And I'm so thankful that its it really is crazy that, with only two years of living by each other that we knew your parents. Yeah. We know your siblings. Yeah. I mean, just like totally unbelievable. I know. So what were some of the, the things, the thoughts, the encouragement that you received that helped you to get through that time with your dad and then to come out on the other side, still filled with hope and joy.
1: Yeah. Um. It, before. So we're going to back up again to before his surgery and, I was feeling very apprehensive not knowing how to walk through something so big and scary Mm -hmm. and unknown and I remember asking the Lord I just need a verse Mm -hmm. I need something that can get me through how to stand by my mom when my dad's in surgery and it was actually a verse in Deuteronomy 31 8 that he gave me and it says it is the Lord who goes before you he will be with you he will not leave you or forsake you do not fear or be dismayed And those were the words that Joshua was given before he was going to lead the people into the promised land. And I felt like this was unknown territory. Like I did not know how to walk through cancer or surgery or brain surgery. I mean, those kind of things. And just knowing that God was with me and he had gone before me, it was both. He was behind with and before me. And that just gave so much comfort to know The God of the universe, he already has this all planned out. He already has it figured out, but he's also with me. Mm -hmm. So those kind of verses were really pivotal. My dad's favorite was Psalm 91, which I know we've talked about. And just knowing that the Lord was his refuge. um, And even, even just the sweet verse about in Psalm 91 that says, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And that sounds like an odd verse to pick, right? But I just think towards the end of his life, like he was just ready to meet Jesus. Yeah. He said, whether I am healed in heaven or on earth, it doesn't matter. I still win either way. Mm-hmm. And so he had such confidence and peace and knowing. Um, and we were so grateful to be there when he passed. And that in itself was just so unusual. I'd never been with someone when they had passed, um, Will you share that
0: I, I I have vivid memories of you describing what yeah. that final moment was
1: like. yeah, for sure it was it was so tender. Um, we were with my mom, her sisters, my dad's brother, my brother had just literally made it in time. He had had driv- driven in from Tennessee to be there. We knew that it was the end. We were in a great hospice facility that had excellent care and so they had told us the signs and he had, he had not been able to to walk and really to move. Um, and so that the last day he slept the whole day, right? And so there wasn't any more communication. It was he would wake a little bit but not really be be with us. But what was so sweet about it is that in that final moment when he was drawing close, it was like it was like we all knew, and in those final seconds, we all just stood because all of a sudden his gaze was lifted up. And literally he like lifted forward as if he were reaching for the Lord or if the Lord or angels, mm. well, however God does it in his of awesome sovereignty, like we're reaching out and lifting him up. So when I think about that being his favorite Psalm, it mm. says he will command his angels concerning you. On their hands, they will bear you up. I just think of him being like lifted. And his gaze being just this awe, mm-hmm. this That's awe the word I remember you using. And wonder, mm-hmm. you know, of the most amazing thing he's ever seen. Mm-hmm. And it was just this open-eyed, wide mouth gaze. And we just all stood up. It was like there was no other response like holy but to moment. stand, like mm-hmm. to stand. And so I am grateful that we had that and that, that, that I know that he is with the Lord and... Um, just completely whole and healed mm-hmm. and talking to David who wrote the psalm <laughs> and you know, those fun things. Yeah, it's but. amazing to think about
0: it, it, it. No one wants to go through loss yeah. on this side of heaven. And yet we all will. Yeah. We certainly don't want to go through it prematurely. And yet some of us will, mm-hmm. but having hope in eternity with Jesus is makes, makes that experience so different. Yes than living living as if we have no hope for sure and I um, was honored to walk alongside you during that time um, you have been such a solid constant friend to me mm-hmm. but part of what has been so beautiful about our friendship is that because we in some ways because we haven't Done life side by side, you've been that one person that I've been able to talk to about anything and everything Mm -hmm. because it's been a hundred percent safe. You don't sometimes know who the people are that are part of our circumstances that are a struggle. Mm -hmm. I know when we were transitioning out of our church, which anyone who listens to this has heard that story probably at length now at this point, but um, to be able to come to you all and just seek godly counsel and wisdom and advice from neutral hearts and neutral eyes okay. was just something I could not have even dreamt of mm. myself and and to even think that like God had created this beautiful friendship years ago so that when we walked through some of these valleys together it would be preparedness for those days.
1: Absolutely. I know. I am so grateful. And another detail of God, you just being able to be in the area and you were literally by my side when at the first time I saw my dad in a casket, I remember, and I was so grateful that, that you drove (laughs) there (laughs) to do that and just were there for each season. Like, Mm -hmm. I just think that's the mark of a friend. They are there Mm -hmm. for each other in each season. They yeah. give grace. Yeah.
0: And we have a lot of fun. We it's do. Not, it's not I just know. all heavy. <laughs> no. Oh, man. And our husbands have been... We laugh because um, you are a nine on the Enneagram. Yep. And Wes is a seven. <laughs> and Andy is a one. And I laugh because... Wes definitely needs Andy (laughs) in his life and Andy for sure
1: (laughs) needs Wes to bring out all the fun. Well, Wes asked me before, he's like, so she's going to ask you how awesome I am, right? Or how'd you get (laughs) such an awesome husband? (laughs) Funny because
0: when I was making coffee this morning, I should probably say that we're recording live (laughs) from your... What is this? The entertainment room That's in right. Atlanta. Yeah. I'm mobile now. I can take this show <laughs> on the road. Um, but when when I was making coffee this morning, Wes was like, so the part where you ask Andrea how she found someone so amazing, do you want me to like <laughs> add in any details to that? Like, no, I got it.
1: He's available for when you need some <laughs> comedy.
0: <laughs> he is. Or if you want to know what the latest Google find is, Amazon, oh, right. um, kitchen accoutrement, right? anything for the coffee bar. <laughs> <laughs> Wes is the go-to guy. For I mean, sure. I think anytime that we come in town, he's like, "Have you seen the latest?" Da, 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 oh da, yeah, da, da. <laughs> which also
1: appeals to Andy's gadget side. Yes, yeah, I know. So maybe they don't need each other. <laughs> <laughs> something gets it. bought when we leave.
0: <laughs> um, any favorite memories through the years? I didn't ask you this ahead of time, so have you thought of any? Um, other than like our our weekly, it's funny because when we lived in Florida. Man, how I would love to be there now Mm -hmm. with sunshine and warmth. I know. Um, But you kind of take it for granted. I mean, we didn't do like... Did you ever come with us when we would back our car up to like the, the, the bay and there was like just the little sandy area and we would like throw the ball for the dogs to chase. Oh, funny. Do, I don't, you, you know, I was trying to that?
1: think, why did we not really go to the beach together? Like, do you remember that? I don't no. have a beach memory.
0: <laughs> I don't have a beach memory until we moved away. Right. And then you guys were still in Florida right. and we had had... Oh my gosh! I just remember that picture of Hannah and Elle at Disney. We went to oh yes, we went I to do. Disney. The little crunchy munchkin <laughs> <scrunchy>, chubby girls. <laughs> I know. And I guess I would have had Kate. Kate would have been a baby. Yeah. Um. Right? Would you have... Oh, so you would have had Drew then as well. Yeah, because
1: they were were the same. And I do
0: remember that we went... Because we stayed on the beach and you guys came. But yeah, I really don't remember any beach memories. But that's the thing about Floridians. When you live there and you work, which all four of us had full-time jobs and Andy was doing seminary on top of it. Yeah. um, You just you're, you're busy with life. You have the same normal life that totally. everyone else does.
1: You just happen to be surrounded by water. Yep. And I think Wes grew up in Florida. So right. his appreciation for the beach yeah. was much different. Right. And I feel like when we had babies, we were afraid to get sand on them. I know. <laughs> and so we didn't go. We would so go funny. for sunsets when company came and that's about it.
0: And I do have pictures of us like at restaurants
1: that sat on the water.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And those yeah. memories. But I feel like
1: our we do a lot of restauranting together.
0: Yes, we are. <laughs> we do enjoy a good dinner out with a nice environment. Yeah. So when you're not uh, doing all the things, serving man, there's so many things that we could talk about because you you mentor women at your church. You both serve. I mean, Wes serves in a pretty high capacity now. Yeah. Um. All all as door holders volunteer. That's what you guys call them. volunteers at your church door holders so you're not on staff at all and it's just extra time that you all put in um when you're not doing the ministry the parenting the teaching the education
1: and the ubering what do you do for fun oh man Does it sound lame to say that we enjoy TV sometimes in the evenings?
0: (laughs) No, I think when your life is so full, it's sometimes nice to just unwind and veg.
1: Yeah, the mindless activities. We both love people for sure. Like we love relationships, especially good ones. So we do love having people in our home um, and hosting, but... I think when all the people go away, like I become the introvert and just want to sit, yeah, and do nothing, and do and
0: and <laughs> right, yes, not clean up anything, not right. prepare anything. Because you are a phenomenal hostess, uh-huh. you are absolutely the best when it comes to making us feel loved and welcomed and feeding us well. You do that very well. <laughs> um, but you also we haven't touched on yet your new business because yeah. that's something that you love, and. I kind of skipped around a little bit, but um, you have started a new business called Yes and Amen Design, which I love because it's yeah. all, so my podcast is all about finding purpose in God's promises. Yeah. And this is, your new business is finding promises. Yeah. And Yes and Amen is the agreement with it, which I love the verse that that comes out of. Do you have mm-hmm, that?
1: I do. Would you share that with us? Yeah. It's second Corinthians one 20 and it says for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. And I, I just loved that verse because there are so many promises of God. And mm-hmm. I, as even I think back, like I shared, like I, Promises of God have have been with me in every season. And there are so many that we can apply to so many situations that we face every day. God's word is just so rich. It's a treasure. Um, He's given us everything we need that pertains to life and godliness. And so I love that in Christ, um, we have access to the Father. We have salvation. We have so many promises that he's given us. And so my heart behind it is just that it would be um, a remembrance in someone's home yeah. that points them to a promise of God um, in their life. And I, it's fun. I'm reading through the Bible and even reading the old Testament and it. And God said to put blue, A blue cord in your tassel to remember um, the commandment of God that you will follow them and and obey him. And I thought, so even the Lord, (laughs) he wants us to have these remembrances that because we're forgetful, we forget. I mean, when you look at Israel, they forgot. Over, How and God. over and over and uh, over yes. again. Yeah. Over and again. So to me it's it, it's significant because it's a it's pointing to God and a promise. Yeah. So tell a little bit about what the product is because we're gonna give a discount
0: code at the end and Also tell us how people can find you if they want to order these.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: And I'm a huge fan. I'm going to do a quick little plug and then you can tell what they are. I have ordered these for all of the wives on our staff. And I'm now making it through my friends and ordering them for them because I love the significance and the beauty of them.
1: Yeah. Thanks. It's funny how things out of 2020 came. You know, creativity, (laughs) a fun craft. Uh, Well, I kept seeing these wood beads and all of these like, at least in the South, they mm-hmm. are um, in these stores. And I thought, you know, I want to make some of those for my house. That's how it started first. And I thought, well, that's easy. I'll just get some wood beads and string them. And, and there you go. And then I thought, wait, but I want them to have some significance. Yeah. So that's when I think I made some for you. You did. First. For my Let It Be you were one of my podcast first. studio. Yes. And I thought, how can I make this significant, not just something cute in your home? Because I do love interior stuff yeah, you and did. design. But, um, so they are wood bees and we paint them with color schemes that are special to you, mm-hmm. whether it's your home or a painting or mm-hmm. whatever significant. And then on it, we put a word and it's usually one word that, um, represents the promise of God or the, the inspirational word mm-hmm. uh, of your choice. And then on the back, a reference. What's kind of fun about it too, is that I do right now I'm using a wood burner to burn it. Mm-hmm. And I think about like just verses that say, didn't when we were with God, didn't, didn't your hearts burn? Mm -hmm. Like, and I think about that and I think that's so cool to just really like put it on your heart. Remember it. Mm -hmm. think of it all the time. So, yeah, I love it. I love them. I love
0: being intentional. You were talking about earlier about being intentional with friendships. I love intentionally thinking about that word and then finding the scripture to go with it and gifting it. Words matter so much to me. And so I love to share them with others. And so to gift them to... Um, My friends, I don't know. They may not love them as much as I
1: do, (laughs) but they mean a lot
0: to me. And I love that you get to kind of learn the stories behind these people. And and you pray over them. And it's just a sweet, sweet gift. It's a sweet ministry. So I hope that your little hands get really, really busy. Mm -hmm. I know they've been busy. But if you all will stay with me till the, the very end of our conversation, I'll give you a code and a discount and how you can find Andrea on just yes, on Instagram. Amen
1: design. Yep. Yes and amen design. Mm-hmm. So it's
0: at yes and amen design and yep. they can private message you totally with yep. anything and yeah. answer all the questions. That's right. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Well, because this is the let it be podcast, I asked this question at the end. If you could have any prayer answered,
1: what would it be? That is so hard at first. I, it, I went a lot of places with it. But honestly, I think that I just want our kids, our Mm -hmm. family to follow God all of their days. I Mm -hmm. think that's the legacy that my dad left for us. Mm -hmm. And I I want my kids to leave that their mark on this world for God, that they would just live for the glory of God.
0: Yeah. Let it be.
1: Yeah.
0: Thanks for coming on my podcast.
1: Thanks for letting me bring my studio (laughs) to your house. (laughs) (laughs) This was so fun. I love you so much, Becky. I love you too. Let me just say, Becky is the real deal. She is a faithful friend. She loves the Lord. She loves people. She has a great heart and Mm -hmm. I'm just so thankful for her. And I love seeing your ministry grow in this way and in all the ways at your church.
0: Thank you. We were just talking in the car last night. I was like, I don't really ever cry. (laughs) (laughs) I've like teared up three times on this podcast. So I love you too. And I'm so grateful for our friendship and I just look forward to decades and decades ahead. Yes. Guys, don't you just love Andrea? She has such a sweet spirit and such a sweet testimony of what it means to steadfastly follow Jesus, regardless of what life brings you. And listen, I really want you to get your hands on her promise beads. They are the best gift. I have gifted them to so many of my friends. And the ability to be intentional with a word and a verse that represents the promises that God has given us is such a sweet gift to those on the receiving end. So go to Yes and Amen Design on Instagram follow her there. Follow me at Becky Ziegenfus, And we are going to give you a 10% off your total order. When you private message Andrea through Yesterday and Amen design and use the code words, let it be for 10% off your total order. They're the best gift. Think of all your people and make your selections and then private message her there. Thanks so much for being part of the Let It Be podcast. I cannot believe that we have officially wrapped up February. We are two months into this year, which is unbelievable to me. If you love this podcast, would you please rate, subscribe, and share it with all your friends and meet me here next week.